0: For 40 years and counting, an incredible phenomena has been occurring in a remote village of Bosnia-Herzegovina which may contain secrets that could change life as we know it. After hearing of a number of miracles from first-hand witnesses, I wonder if this could be a giant wake-up call for humanity. Considering once these secrets are revealed it could be too late, this just might be worth taking a look into. I'm Shannon Gieselman, and since the day I discovered this place called Megagoria, I haven't been able to take my mind off of it. Why doesn't everyone know about it? Well, join me as I bring real-life stories of miracles of Megagoria and why this is a modern-day case for grace. Welcome back to Miracles of Megagoria: a case for grace. I'm Shannon Gieselman, and back with me today, I'm happy to announce Jose Santiago is joining us. Um, I've had him on this show before, and if you haven't checked it out, I welcome you to go back, and I don't remember which episode it was off the top of my head, but he's got a great story and testimony of his own. Today, I asked him if he would do us a favor of bringing us the 40th anniversary of Medjugorje to our homes, because those of you who obviously couldn't have been there like me, I am so longing to hear through his experience what it was like to be, as we've been anticipating this day, so many people have for so long, this impactful 40 years that we know is so significant in the Bible. We have so many examples like the days of Noah, when it rained for 40 days to prepare us for the the new world to cleanse and purify the world. And then we have Jesus who walked in the desert for 40 days to prepare him before he goes on his mission. We have the 40 years of the Israelites roaming the desert, being able to prepare them for the the new kingdom right yeah and yeah. we have what's another one after the oh he was 40 days he after he resurrected he walked the earth for 40 days before he ascended into heaven it just it i don't know i mean there's a lot of different numbers in the bible that stick out but 40 is huge i just have to think that my take on it is if there could be any anything that just resonates with me, i just feel like it's our blessed mother is coming here for 40 years to prepare us for a new time I mean, if you look around you, we are we are definitely experiencing the trials as she's now saying in her messages. You're now entering into a trial. There's yeah. been a time of grace, there's a time of trial. And then what's next? What do you think is the next step phase?
1: Who knows? I mean, it just uh- if we're thinking that these secrets are gonna unfold, I think we passed a significant marker in the 40 years because these visionaries are in the mid to late fifties now. So I'm assuming that all this is going to happen within their lifetimes.
0: They say it is. And then I was just watching Sister Emanuel's 40th year take on it. And she says um, something that I was reminded of. This is so huge is like when the secrets come to pass, that will be the end of Satan's reign. He will be chained or whatever it's going to be. But he's going to his power is going to be diminished after all 10 secrets have been accomplished.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And that's um, in our lifetime. So it's kind of is- hard
1: to like wrap our heads around that, right? To think how things are in this world right now and to see that Satan loses his grip and to see how things were changed. And I mean, it is just kind of hard to fathom that right now, but you know, it's coming, you know, I guess we all have to be
0: prepared. Brace yourself. We have the rosary. And yes. going to keep praying that. And so, speaking of prayer, I would like to open up because of this time. I just have been called, I feel called to pray the Mar- Saint Michael, the Archangel prayer just to open up this interview today, Jose. Okay. So, if you'll join me in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Saint Michael, Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the malice and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do you, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power thrust into hell, Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. All right. Well, let's get to it. So, Jose, um, walk us through what your trip is all about. What stood out most for you?
1: Well, I mean, you know, as we went together in March, right? I mean, I didn't think I was going to return to Medjugorje so quick. You know, I knew I was going to come back uh, multiple times, but uh, just something that was calling me, Our Lady called me internally to go back. And, you know, and I had a little bit, had the opportunity to do it and, I, and everything worked out for me to go that quick again, you know, to make a return trip within three months, you know, and it was something else. And I knew there was going to be a big group again. And so that was like the anticipation, knew that I had to be there for the 40th. Well, I kind of knew but we talked about this earlier, the reasons Our Lady wanted me to go for certain purposes. And I knew I had to be there.
0: You said you heard words about mm-hmm. your, to be there for your daughter. That was one of the things. So how, how did you hear that?
1: Well, it was, um, I guess it was right after the March trip, right, it, you know, right towards the very end of our March trip that we went, um, I was in Apparition Hill and um, our lady said to me that the beauty of this place will forever be in your heart. Because go, going back to my previous trip before that, I was kind of afraid coming back of what I experienced the second pilgrimage. And so I was a little hesitant I wanted to go. I was a little hesitant, but, you know, hearing those words on the final days in March, I was like, okay, this is where I need to be. And the opportunity came, and and, um, and it was during prayer between March and June that I got to receive during prayer that there was a couple of reasons, well, multiple reasons for me to come here. One of them was um, for the rosary ministry that we have, that we do every Sunday, and also for Mighty Souls Rosary, that she has the Apostles of Love prayer movement that she does every second of the month. Um, and also she said, I have a priest that I'm preparing for you as well. I said, OK, and you're, you're going to be there for my daughter as well. So it was like the three things that were there that I knew. And, and surely enough, by the end of the trip, everything came to pass. <laughs> and uh, that was just and it was amazing to see that uh, the daughter she was talking about, the priest that she was talking about and the instruction for the rosary ministry, everything came to pass.
0: Uh, So just to remind our audience, I don't know if because we know we covered it the last interview, but Jose has a weekly rosary group that meets on Sunday. So you can join virtually and pray the rosary with like 250, you have at least 250 people that are on this, this uh, site, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really special to get the power of so many people all focusing their intentions on this. And now what, one of his revelations was that you want to tell us about how you discovered through the rosary while being in Medjugorje that you have a special way you want to approach it now.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm talking about towards the very end, you know, uh, as we did in March, being in Medjugorje on a Sunday when the rosary takes place that we do. The opportunity came once again to um, do the rosary live stream for Medjugorje of course as you know you've been there we multiple rosaries are prayed throughout the whole day and so that day that sunday um most of the group left they went to the river and i was like oh no nobody's going to be at the rosary and i was like very prepared to do this and i thought "Oh, only a few people show up that's good right Who's going to be be here but uh, i didn't go because i like to prepare myself for the rosary because it becomes you know somewhat intense for me and i was very nervous and i met this beautiful family out of pennsylvania well, I got really close to, and and they stayed behind as well. They were going to help me out with the rosary. and But slowly, the people came in. You know, I mentioned it throughout during lunch that, you know, we're going to be here. You want to come? You know, but they were tired. You could see when they came in Sunday night, they were tired from being in the sun in the river. It was hot, of course. We had a heat wave go through Medjugorje. Yeah. That was unprecedented, I think. It was like people talking about this is rare heat as mm-hmm. much as how bad of it was. And uh, so that night, we uh, a lot of people showed up for the rosary. And I was glad we had some young women who pre, uh, who sang for us as well. Beautiful voices. And, you know, we set everything up really quick. And we had a young priest from New Mexico. His name is Father Nathan Lopez. Uh, two years ordained. And uh, he and his group from New Mexico were there as well. So I was happy that, you know, of course they looked tired, but I was happy that they were there. And then uh, Father Anthony from uh, Luling, Louisiana, a couple of days earlier, he had a healing service for us. Uh, and it was, I was like, one extreme of seeing something supernatural, seeing the power of healing taking place. I mean, that's-
0: who, who had the healing?
1: Have you, you know the term slain in the spirit?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: It was like probably 90, 95% of the pilgrims who were at mass were slain in the spirit during oh. mass. Yeah,
0: All at once?
1: No, no, one by As one. A, one by one, okay. Yeah, and uh, we, uh, I was one of the volunteers who helped catch the people as they fell and, and he had his group, his group is trained in prayer. He's trained them for two or three years. He has said, and so they were like helping along when each person would be falling down. Right. This is like a a gym floor. It was all like a tile, whatever it was. And, and it to feel the power of the Holy spirit. I was that close to that. You know, I could, you know, I'm given the grace to feel, the emotions the holy spirit like it was so overwhelming that i had to uh, catch myself it's like, like okay calm down you're here to do a job you're here to catch these people you don't want somebody to bang their head against the floor so who's gonna catch you, if you fall? yeah i was like okay. <laughs> you know like tears wanted to come out of my eyes and i was like i need to calm down focus okay you feel everything but like, let's switch gears here focus on your job and and uh yeah uh, father anthony had so many people you know slain in the spirit it was it was an incredible sight to see that so many people received that grace you know in this peace one uh one of the young men who's uh part of that uh, Pennsylvania family he said it was like a seizure in his heart as he described it it was like a beautiful feeling you don't know how to describe it. he's never I've heard like that. a pulse
0: I've heard of people say that like your heart yeah, was like, thoughts. yeah
1: he, I couldn't you know describe it you know and I felt deep peace i didn't fall over cuz um that's never happened to me. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it was a deep peace. But that same priest during the rosary uh, that Sunday night, he came in, interrupted, and he says, if anybody needs some special prayer, uh, special needs, I'll be over, over here in the living room, you know, where the entrance of medianas is, right, where the petitions are set. And I was, I was like, wow, he interrupted. And I was like, must be something, I don't know, I just didn't think much about it, right? Right I in was, the middle of the rosary he interrupted? Yeah, yeah, and I was, yeah. I And so as we finished that mystery, I repeated what he said, because, of course, uh, he has special graces from God. That's another story on its own. Um, And so we finished the rosary, very powerful. And then Father Nathan, the young priest from New Mexico, brought over a friend. Uh, She wanted to talk to me because she overheard me um, getting direction from Father Anthony early in the day. And he gave me directions on how we were to proceed with the rosary in the future. So that was very important to me. So reason number one was accomplished direction for the rosary group. Mm -hmm. So we were talking, Father Nathan, myself, and this young woman, uh, family friend. And then I was helping her along with some spiritual stuff. Then we heard some screaming, some screeching. And I was like, you hear that? Then we got quiet and we heard it again. And then we noticed a group over there in the living room over there by the petitions in the corner, not where the statue of Mary is, but the other part. And so we all quickly went over there and we found that was a big group of people praying for somebody. And I peeked over there and said, what's going on? And this woman was on the ground being held down and she was like, these screams were coming out. It wasn't a scream. It was some of these like, like something like you, you hear through videos. I like mentioned, you know, they call them the screamers. Um, and I was like, whoa. And Father Nathan quickly went to like ground zero right there to start, you know, help praying. And Father Anthony had a, was already praying in his group and there was everybody was holding her down from her feet to her legs, to her head. And I was like, you know, praying from a distance at that point. And I was telling my friend I just met from New Mexico. Now I said, do you feel that? Do you feel that? Do you feel the evilness? Because I was like so extreme feeling the Holy spirit a couple of days earlier with father Anthony slain in the spirit. Now feeling the opposite feeling of the darkness of the evilness. I kept telling her, do you feel that? Do you feel that? Cause it you was so feel strong it in the air. You can feel the- what, it. it, it it's this this empathic side that's, I mean, my books describe it, uh-huh. whatever it's like, I I get to feel people's feelings or emotions, their hurts or pains or anything that's in the room. That's like, if I feel like the Holy Spirit is very present in the room, I can feel that. And if I, if I feel Ill, evilness, I feel that as well. And that's like having the degree of holiness and the degree of evilness in a span of two or three days was incredible to me. That was like, I, like I said, I kept repeating to this to my friend. Do you feel that? Do you feel that? Because it was so strong. Because back in the day, my father and I, we were called to houses to see because people felt presence, evil presence they want to know what it was. And whatever the grace God gave me to feel, I could tell you what it was that was in there, right? Because people were afraid to call priests. And that's what they would call us because they would wow. think, oh, priests would think I'm crazy, <laughs> that I'm hearing things, but I could feel the what was there. I could feel the demonic presence in these houses and it used to fascinate me it was another story but I used to fascinate me because I could yeah. feel these. Things. but I was you know, like I said can you feel that and then it was very strong and uh, this woman was was like kind of arching her back unnaturally you can see my hands imagine being flat her, her back you would think that she would break her back the way she was arching her back on the ground
0: was she convulsing
1: they were holding her down
0: because and what was I she t- trying to do
1: I don't know But when I saw her face, it looked deformed to me. I couldn't tell who it was because they were trying to hold her down by her head and her face was like squashed and deformed. And uh, the father of this young priest later said that the jaw came unhinged of the young woman. And And I could see the tongue sticking. And I wanted to get closer, right? Because I wanted to pray because I've done that in my past, part of the prayer group. Not that extreme, but some level of it. So I was asked one of the young women who was praying Father Anthony's group. I said, you want me to help you? Want me to, because it looked tired. It was so hot. It was very humid in there and sweat Mm. was on the ground. They kept asking for napkins because it was so like, the ground was wet. And so she said, she nodded her head like, yes, please tell me. So I went down and I went like, put my hand on this young woman and start praying. And and, uh, yeah, I could see her tongue sticking out of her mouth. And Father Nathan, the young priest was like, in the name of Jesus, Tell me your name, the name of Jesus. I command you, tell me your name. And she wouldn't say anything. She would just, ah, ah, ah. and Father Anthony was like, had gotten up at that point, just softly praying what everybody else was praying on their own. Then we all got into a chorus of Hail Marys in sync with each other. Hail Mary full of grace over and over and over again. Uh, just coincidentally, not coincidentally, earlier uh, that family from uh, Pennsylvania I went with the young uh, three brothers. It was 120, 117, and one is 11. And I was telling about the St. Benedict, the St. Benedict medal.
0: Oh yeah, they, yeah,
1: yeah. I said they use this in exorcisms, not knowing at that point. So let me test this out. And so I got this black rosary and I pressed it against her leg to see if she would react to it. Mm-hmm. And the leg tensed up, and I felt like a, like a grown man's thigh muscles tightened up so strongly. She was shaking a little bit when I put the St. The Benedict on her side. It's oh, wow. It's true. It's true. It's true, It works. Huh. And uh, I was like, wow. You know, earlier in the day, I was telling, that's what, the, that's what the priests do. And it's like, sure enough, I was able to do it there. And it worked. And, you know, she reacted. The demon reacted to it. And it was like over intense prayer. And then this, this woman who I took place, of, she went back in there and just stayed from a distance. And I'm going to go back. You know, back and forth, and Father Nathan would just kept praying and kept saying, in the name of Jesus, I command you, tell me your name. And this woman came out saying, stubborn, stubborn, and was thinking, is that the name of the demon? And Father Nathan thought the same thing. He told me later, he thought that was the name of the demon, saying stubborn. I'm not sure what he was, the demon was referring to. Maybe like stubborn to the priest saying, you know, leave me alone. Stop, you know, Uh I'm not going to tell you. But then it was like, they say it was like two hours, two and a half hours of praying. And How then, uh, yeah, and then finally, Father Nathan, again, in the name of Jesus, I command you tell me your name. It's like, this is like a movie moment. Maybe watching The Conjuring or whatever it was. She went out, Lucifer, oh, with her mouth open, wide arching bag, tongue sticking out. I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, oh, I felt that. Not the, the evilness in that when she said that. And that was like, wow. I said, this is like a movie. This is like, you're right there in the movie, seeing these exorcisms take place, uh-huh. right? When the demon reveals its name, it
0: loses its power. Oh, I was just going to ask you that. So you're saying to get him to say his name. Yeah. To, why, why would that be?
1: It's just now they're, in, they're under the command of the priest. You know, even father Anthony has says said at one point, the demon is losing his grip, but I could still feel it very strongly. And I could tell when it was losing its grip, I could tell because I could, the, the the presence within, I was, what I was feeling was loosening up. It was lessening. And so when she said that, I was like, oh man, I was like, this is so cool. But also at the same time, this is very real. You know, like, this is, you know, like focus now because I was like, you know, I was just ready to pray. And then slowly Father Anthony, uh, one thing he did was very cool. I did not know. He kept putting holy oil on her tongue. Later we asked him, why did you do that? He said, because we're blessing her tongue. So anything evil that's coming out of her mouth would be blessed. Uh-huh. Any spit, any vomit, any vile words will be blessed because I blessed the tongue with holy, with holy oil. Uh-huh. And I didn't know that. So oh, that's cool. So then after like so two and a half hours, Father Anthony says, everybody back away. We're going to pray the rosary. And the woman, the woman was calm at that point. And so everybody backed off. We got our rosaries and Father Nathan began the creed. I believe in God. And at that moment, the, the demon went, oh, no. Like knowing, oh, man, you, you brought out the big guns. You know, that's it. I'm I'm done for.
0: It gives me chills. I gives me chills.
1: Oh! I was, I was, it was an incredible moment. So we prayed it with very reverence, a lot of reverence. We did the Sorrowful Mysteries. And then we went to the fifth Sorrowful myth, Mystery. Uh, Father Anthony said, let's place Marta. That's the name of the girl. Let's place her... With Christ on the cross, imagine her put it there. Then he said, "Put her on the cross with Christ, or let her replace Christ on the cross, something like that." And so, by the end of the the rosary, that was it. It was done. And this, in this young woman, her pants were soaked with sweat. The ground was soaked with sweat. Uh, got up. She's a beautiful young woman, and that's not the same person who was there two and a half hours earlier. The deformed face, the detached jaw. That wasn't her. She physically
0: it's- looked different
1: physically look different and her boyfriend and her mother was there and we ended up praying for the mother and the boyfriend and they both had slain in the spirit as well. Right there. Yeah, right after the fact. Yeah. And then uh huh. that was that took a while as well. You know, I was tired. I was hungry, right? I was like, it's getting late. I wonder I like, if
0: the boyfriend and the mother had anything to do with whatever she gotten involved in. I
1: I the what I, what I understood was it was a previous boyfriend three years ago who got her into the occult, the Satan worship or whatever it is that they dabbled in. And, but I don't think her mother and this boyfriend were helping too much. In Did her they college. know
0: that she yeah. didn't? And, and were oh, they, but they were Catholic and they brought her there? Or maybe we don't know the story. Well,
1: what I understood was this young woman was prayed for earlier by Father Anthony. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier, a couple of days earlier or multiple days earlier. But nothing came out. So the other thing about telling when our lady said, You're there for my daughter, I told Father Anthony this and he pointed to where the young girl was. So I believe now that my purpose was to hold the rosary pre-exorcism to have everybody spiritually ready for that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think what our lady said, my daughter, it was referring to three people.
0: And also to have the group of spiritual Soldiers there to be able to assist them, yeah. This Marta, did she
1: remember anything? Um, she was just very thankful, very, very humble and very thankful. Did she know Uh, what had
0: happened to her? She couldn't
1: have? I'm not quite sure because uh, Father Anthony invited her the next day to talk. And when she showed up the next day, I was right by her. I didn't even know that was her. You know, I thought it was one of the ladies from the group. Yeah, It's a very, very pretty young girl. I said, oh man, that's the girl from last night. And Mm -hmm. her and Father Anthony, they spoke for hours. And Father Anthony said the day before that this girl needs a lot of healing, still a lot of prayer, and gave her a rosary and said, this is what you need. And he told us that night, Sunday night, he says, Our Lady gave us a lesson. Nothing worked what we did. And I knew we had to pray the rosary, and Our Lady was here to teach all of us, bring everything to her to the rosary, healings, conversions, exorcisms bring it to her through the rosary and you will see the power of it. And one yeah. of the young men, uh, who's the intern, his name is Garrett. He was, uh, he was like, I understood the power of the rosary, but I've never seen it in play in action. See it like you're told the power of the rosary is power, but to see it knock out this demon,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that it was whatever, you know, Satan himself, whatever. I mean, this, it had no chance with our lady. It had no chance. And somebody asked, father, how come we didn't pray to St. Michael or all the angels? He says, why would you want the angels when we can have the mistress of the angels here?
0: The
1: queen of angels. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, oh man, that's that's deep. That's cool. Yeah. Let's bring our lady. Let's bring the big guns. Let's bring the rosary out here. And the demon had no chance. And, and it kind of set up because we did the pre-rosary, the rosary first, right? And then we did one intention. And that's the instruction Father Anthony gave me. He said, Jose, do that. Pray your own personal intentions right before you do the live stream. And then pray for one intention. And we've been doing that for the last three weeks, and said, you, things are going to start getting crazy. Things going to start getting wild when you're doing this. And I think I've already seen some effects of it because last night's rosary was almost, for almost a similar reason, you know, something that was not of God within a young woman. Yeah. So, I mean, we need to attack the problems of the world as a group, one intention, one voice, one soul, and asking Our Lady for deliverance. Because like Father Nathan said, a lot of people come to Medjugorje with demons and they're needing deliverance. They're needing healing. And so it, it was like to see God's timing, see Our Lady's timing, having this young woman. Nothing happened when she was prayed for earlier, days earlier, but it had to happen night when we were all prepared with the rosary already.
0: And what we come to find out is uh, there doesn't seem to be a group or organization there on site in Medjugorje that specifically consoles and deals with exorcisms or they call it deliverance. Is that?
1: Deliverance i think it was exorcism i think mean, deliverance is a different deliverance what i understood is like prayer groups can pray for prayers of deliverance but you have to be a priest to do an exorcism the exorcism ritual the rite of exorcism like i said part of the prayer group i was a part of back in the 15 years ago we've had cases where we prayed for women that were like moving around on the ground and you know cursing god or whatever and but nothing like this Full-on possession. There was nothing like that. I mean, like I said, if you think those movies that we see is like, oh, that's Hollywood. Whatever. No, man, this was real life. It almost was-
0: seems too that people don't know that they have the possession. They don't. they, they did all the things and they invited the devil into them. But, well, yeah, it, 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 but sometimes I don't know it because I but it comes out like I know it's often come out during when Mariana's had her yeah, apparitions, it, when the Holy, that, uh, the Blessed Mother is there. And it just it brings it out. But but they don't even know that they have that really deep down in them. Right.
1: No. I, but I think there's something that's calling them there to receive that healing there, because somebody had said earlier during the you know how the chapel has the daily adoration and where we had that the, the English mass in the mornings somebody during was like that as well on the ground screaming and, and calling Wait. a screamer and they were, they were playing for, i did it wasn't there but they said they were praying for this during Another adoration
0: one, somebody you said during adoration yeah
1: during the yeah during the daily adoration that they have in the in the chapel mm. yeah but she was on the ground yelling and screaming like something similar because they can't stand the presence of god they can't stand being in some place holy but yet God in His great providence brings them there. Our Lady calls them there for healing. And it's the only way we could receive it is being in a holy place like Medjugorje. You know, because right in the real world, it's the evilness is everywhere. And Our Lady, like says, said, she calls souls or calls families to bring souls who need deliverance, need exorcisms there. You know?
0: So I wonder, it just goes to show you that it's very real the presence of the evil spirits that occupy souls. And it just seems like, why can't we, when we, if we go to confession, does that, when you absolve from your sins, does that make it leave? It just, it's not as simple as that. It could, you could still go to confession and still have it be possessed in you?
1: What, what I understood is the best exorcism is confession. You would You're think, humbling. you would think
0: like, that's like a precursor, right? And
1: Yeah, it is. But how many people actually I, confess I properly, actually do an examination of past dealing with, like we're talking about the occult with horoscopes with. Ouija boards with tarot cards or palm. I have to
0: confess I did. And I did confess when I did my um, general confession. The first time when I became confirmed, I said, yeah, I, back in the day, I did tarot cards. I did the Ouija board. I did all those things. So, you
1: know, know, just like on Facebook a couple of days ago, there was a Facebook friend. um, Some medium was giving away free palm readings and this Facebook friend is like, Oh, pick me. I said, you have no idea what you're dealing with. You know, and that's why they're they don't go to church because there's something within them. They think it's all innocent. It's all fun or whatever. But in truth, they're driving them away from God. They don't go to mass. They don't go to, to the confession and think they're okay. But yet the world makes these things like, oh, let's go on ghost tours. Let's go have seances. Let's do, because here in a small town in our wells, there was a place that's haunted and they would have seances um, there. And I said, like, don't, don't you know what you're dealing with? There was to see what we saw in Medjugorje. I mean, they'd be running to a priest right away, you know, confessing mm-hmm. and have whatever deliverance prayers done for themselves and their family because that affects you. affects you to the visual, the auditory, everything. These things hit us and we're so unaware because we're so desensitized of the evilness at this point. You know, we accept as part of part of life. Oh, that's just normal, you know, and it's not
0: got to be careful you can invite <laughs> like, evil spirits in just like you can invite good in by taking yeah. the what eucharist like yeah you, that's taking in the good and yeah exactly. and fasting and prayer and rosary that's you're bringing in the good holy ghost right but yeah. obviously to every good thing we have an equal and opposite bad thing and that would be by doing drugs by practicing in new age i mean you got to be careful
1: no, it's just like, I don't know what that very first book that I wrote, I, I spoke about when all this terrorisms began with me, I, I felt everything in places and in people. I would avoid stores. I would avoid restaurants because all I could feel was the world within their souls and nothing of God. And it was this plain, I, must, I want to say evilness. And I would like leave, I would want to leave mass because all I could hear, all I could feel was these souls that were not thanking God but full of themselves. Not to judge and mind you. It was just something that was so brand new to
0: me. Mm-hmm. You had to protect yourself.
1: Certain people, I was like, why do I feel like I want to throw up around you? Oh. You know, oh, I like no. that? And, I, and the priest told me whatever, what it was that I had. And I got to understand that there's, the evilness is real. The evilness is around people. And uh, I, could, I could see it through prayer. What was behind somebody or influencing somebody? What was causing them to, to fall away from God, mm-hmm. and I got a lot of, you know, flight for that because I say everything was so brand new to me then. I was so fascinated to see what, like for instance, if I would have met you. I, my first thing was, what does she have? What is, what is she carrying? What is she hiding? What can I see? What does God uh-huh. let me see? You and and then came to understand that we need prayer and these people who I got to feel they needed prayer. And I understood that very early on, that it's not for my amusement that I get to see all these mm-hmm. things for prayer. And it was fascinating. I mean, I admit that, but it was all for prayer. And I understood that there's a lot of people who have no way to get that out, to confess, to have prayer come into their lives. And I experienced this with the youth group many a times. I would pray with them and a the whole group all at once, and they had no outlet. They didn't know how to get out their problems through prayer and I thank God he gave me the opportunity to help so many young people, you know, years ago in that way. So I think that's what the rosary we're doing now is we're having people have this way to to express their pain and ask for healing and deliverance through the rosary. I think that's a beautiful grace that the Lord has you know, given us to do that. So,
0: so uh, what other impactful experiences with the 40th anniversary, would you say?
1: I don't know. It, it was cool because I was on Apparition Hill right during the time Our Lady appears, right on the anniversary, right? Because I, I got sick. I think the reason I got sick was because when I helped during the healing service, like I said, it's I'm like a magnet to this, to the pain, to the suffering, you know, to help, whatever. And I felt so sick that night. And I think it all caught up to me that night. And I, I just stayed for mass, because I, that's part of the deal is like, I absorb these things. But I, I went back to Midianas and uh, I rested up. But then it was like nothing was there in the first place. And I went to Apparition Hill was one of the pilgrims, and I saw the sunset over uh, Medjugorje, Do you know, remember that beautiful view atop of Apparition Hill, and I took a, a photo of the sun setting, and it was very beautiful, it's like, what an incredible pilgrimage, I was just reflecting, to be here on the 40th anniversary, where our lady first appeared, to be a part of the processions that took place, there was one from Apparition Hill, a procession from there to the front of St. James that I participated in, and the other one, Mickey said, there was multiple villages that got together and did another procession earlier. And they all met right in front of St. James. And at that moment, the heat let up and the nice cool breeze came in and got cloudy. And I was like, wow, this is incredible to see so many people, you know, and I got to see people uh, that I saw on YouTube give testimonies about brain tumors were healed in Medjugorje. And I went up to her. I said, "Your well, your testimony was one of the videos that I saw when I, before oh, I went wow. to court the first time when I got to see her.
0: And didn't um, all the visionaries show up there too?
1: I saw I just saw Ivan, I saw Maria, I saw Yakov, and I saw Mariana, of course. And I didn't see Vitska. Or yeah. I didn't see- Ivanka, but Miriana said a really cool thing during her talk that they went to mass during the anniversary and with her and Ivanka and they turned to each other and said, man, I feel like it was just yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I can you imagine being in that position 40 years later and you're with, you know, somebody who you experience and see all the people there, see what's come in these 40 years and to think, wow, it's like reflect back on, on the miracles, on the conversions, on the vocations that were received there. Yeah. That in itself is incredible. Like I said, this time it felt so much like home now. Compared to my first three pilgrimages, this is like I was so comfortable there. And, and oh. um, one of the cool things too, there were three sisters, Benedictine uh, sisters. And during the exorcism, I looked, and all three of them were like with their arms extended. I said, "How cool is this? We have two priests, we have three nuns praying for this young woman." Oh. I said, "This is beautiful. Yeah. This is powerful." It was that was a cool moment for me as well. It was beautiful. It was a blessed pilgrimage all the way around.
0: Wow. Any other plans to go back?
1: Well, my, yeah. Um, my brother, his, his, my oldest brother passed away five years ago. And so for his first anniversary of his passing, we were in Lourdes. And so there's a pilgrimage coming up in October that will follow on the anniversary, the fifth anniversary. So we're trying to get together, see my family. Some of my family can go and uh, be in a holy place for the fifth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Because when we were coming down, uh, me and Erin Pines were coming down uh, Apparition Hill and I was telling her about possibly coming back. And then you say, you, she goes, you smell that? I, like, I sure do, I smell the roses. That was like a sign that-
0: wait, 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 wait. We need
1: to go back. Okay, so a- you
0: started you started to cu- cut out there a little bit. So you're coming down the hill, Apparition Hill with Erin and you yeah. you were asking about coming back. because you're gonna come back for what
1: the-, the- Yeah, I was thinking about coming back in October, right, for the October. anniversary. Yeah. At that moment, she smelled roses, and she go, "You smell that?" And I go, "Sure, I sure do." Yeah, and so I was like, "Oh wow!" Oh
0: wow!
1: Yeah, and there was a lot of miracle of the sun. Well, of course, I didn't never seen that, but there was a lot of miracle of the sun. Even after mass, I don't know if she knows seeing those videos during the outdoor mass during the during the anniversary. Just expanded in the video. It was incredible.
0: So that was on the night of the anniversary, the 20th.
1: Yeah, yeah. Going on, but like I said I was like, <laughs> I was feeling sick. <laughs> I didn't see. So, this- so you
0: didn't, didn't go- see it yourself? You saw a video.
1: I saw the video. Yeah, it's incredible. The sun's like this, and it goes fills up the whole sky.
0: And did everyone talk about it? Was everyone saying? Something?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the group members took the video, and another one was saying how the the cross mountain the, it was the cross pulsating.
0: <gasps> Somebody else saw that. I was,
1: oh. oh, also, I, like I missed everything, right? Um, I went to go get some water because we didn't cross mountain early. And I guess shortly after I came back, they said the cross on the cross mountain disappeared for two hours. And I was like, what? And I just missed that? That's of course. Everyone was saying (laughs)
0: that? Like a bunch of, just a bunch of people? It was
1: somebody in the group. that were saying, yeah, so that it disappeared for like two hours. And I was like, oh, man, I was just outside. Of course, I just missed it probably. I just barely missed it because it was during the hours that I went to go get water. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I was like, oh, it wasn't meant for me. So I understand those things aren't meant for me yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 all good everybody has their graces they receive mm-hmm. that people were able to receive and and to be prayed for and to experience the power of the rosary and you know that's the beauty of medjugorje there's so many things for so many people and
0: yeah individual experiences that mean yeah. something to you yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. and the graces are still unfolding you know as we going on the months since we left you know we left on the 22nd or 21st of june now Almost a month later, we still, things are unfolding. And that's the beauty of Medjugorje, the beauty of Our Lady, you know, bringing us to such a holy place for, you know, our own personal intentions. And- yeah,
0: well, I think it's like, a, I think she's just gathering her army. All the people that go to Medjugorje is like her army to learn the five stones and to help Our Lady as she, her heart will triumph. Exactly. All these secrets happen, obviously. I And we're just there to help her with all of our... As we spread out throughout the world and just pray with her.
1: yeah. Thing we, I know we mentioned this before is like we have to bring Medjugorje to where we are, yeah. to our own churches, to our own families, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, tell five stones and tell them about our lady's mission and, you know, what she's calling us to do as her apostles of love. Like I say, we need to take that seriously, and I hope a lot of people who are listening and who have been to Metjibori take that serious as well. We need to mm-hmm. fast. We need to do the rosary, the confession, and everything that she tells us to do. Because you know, you could be you could be so instrumental in helping somebody. You know just even just listening to somebody's testimony or listening to somebody's problem, and that could be enough to change somebody's heart. We have to be attentive to that and be open to help other people. You know, there's a point where we have to remove ourselves from the equation. And this isn't about me anymore. How do I serve? And this is where we need to get to all of us. You know, wherever you're at spiritually, we need to to focus on these things. Because as we witnessed in Medjugorje, this young woman who was possessed, she needed help. And how many people are out there that need similar help? And you could be the one who prays. You could be the one who directs her to where she needs to go.
0: Confession.
1: <laughs> Confession. Yeah.
0: Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, that's just fascinating. And I just appreciate you coming on here, taking the time to share your story.
1: Yeah. And it's important to give testimony. You know, it's important to tell people the beauty of Medjugorje. Medjugorje seeing a piece of heaven on earth. That's important for us Catholics to make a pilgrimage. Even if you're not Catholic, go to Medjugorje right. and see what it is that's happening there. You'll Absolutely. see a change. You know, and that's very true. Absolutely.
0: Well, I hope to have you back again for another.
1: Oh yeah, experience. I, I appreciate you having me on, though. It's like yeah. I'm happy to talk about Medjugorje. Mm-hmm. As part of our job too, right? To get testimony. Yep. To the world.
0: And uh, if you haven't already joined us on Sundays, I'll direct you to Jose's website. On the it's a Facebook group, and you can take part in that and put your intentions out there as well. Pray for you. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you so much once again. And uh, God bless you, Jose, and keep up the good work. Thank
1: Thank you. God bless.